Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. This is a production of ITM Media. The week is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. Talladega this weekend. I know I'm speaking on behalf of my co-host of the show, Charlie Herkus, and 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 Austin Reeves here. The crew. What are you doing? Stop that, Charlie. It was Bruce Buffer. I don't care who it was. I don't care. You're already gonna make me blackball you before we even get to the racetrack. Well, You're already going to make me you, cut you off. You're already going to make you, me do anything. I had this great well, intro plan. You did plan. say it was my show. You're just a part of it. First of all, I had this great intro plan, and all of a sudden, you want to do your own thing. I'm going to just mute you for the rest of the show, kick you, you out. You let us know. I'm you should have let us know. I'm going to discord you. I'm going to discord prior, you. Prior, prior planning prevents poor performance. Performance, yeah. Okay, if I have to correct, if I have to complete it for you, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Needless to say, like I was saying, it is finally here, the week of Talladega. I know I speak on behalf of Charlie Herkus and Austin Reeves, co-host of this fine show, Rambling About Racing, that you are now a part of, that we are looking forward to it. And can't Thursday can't come soon enough. Looking forward to it. We're going to have, needless to say, episode 150 next week's episode, which is a pivotal moment in any career, any podcast history. But next week is going to be so much fun. It's so much fun to watch and so much fun to deal with. It's going to be great. I can't wait. And if you are planning on joining us or going to Talladega, let us know in the comments and we'll hook up somehow our way and have a beer with you. You just got to bring us a case of beer. That's that's the entry fee, the case of beer. We're not there yet. Anyway, how's it going, Charlie and Austin there from the state of Sweet Home, Alabama? Going good. Just like both of y'all, I'm ready for Thursday. Can't get here quick enough. Looking forward to Talladega. Been talking to Junior back here. He's excited. Uh, we've been just chit-chatting it up. So, uh, hoping, really hoping Howie could come hang out with us um, after his race Saturday. 
But now it's hoping. You guys were confident a couple weeks ago that oh, Howie yeah. was no, going to hang I, out. I hadn't talked to him this week. I, I'll shoot him a text tomorrow so and, and make sure we're still good. So had a little hiccup with the campground thing earlier, but I'm yeah, glad yeah, I got that straight. You need to now. tell us that story because you call I called so, you back and, and <laughs> we almost had a man. bad major. Yeah, so I called here. the track earlier and was like, "Hey, are our fire pits allowed?" And they were like, "Yeah, as long as you don't dig it into the ground." And you know, oh, that's fine. It's an above ground fire pit. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, it's power available there you know even if it's not i'm bringing a generator not a big deal she's like and she kept on saying a couple of a couple of the other rules and she she caught me off guard because she said the the campground that you're in is an alcohol free campground and she kept on and i was like surely she didn't just say what i thought she said and i was like ma'am can, can we back up just just a couple of rules let's go back to rule like number six because i felt like you probably should have let off with that one um like let's let's go back to rule what should have been number one all right uh, did you did you say that the, the champion's corner like first off you have champions in this there's no there's no part of champion's corner that should have been alcohol free right all right so she says yes it's, it's alcohol free um and i said well ma'am like when i called they they didn't mention nothing about this. Like I I didn't do this myself. Like I spoke to somebody on the phone when I did all the reservations, and she's like, "Well, what type of like camping were y'all doing?" And I said, "Ma'am, we're we're like tent camping." She's like, "Well, this like Champions Corner is like RV and campers only." I'm like, "Well, do you got one we can borrow?" I, no, I said, well, I'd already knew the answer to that. But I said, well, I'm going to need to be, we're going to need to be swapping these up. She's like, I said, what about, you know, Geico West Campground? You should have so said they, Talladega Boulevard. I know. So she swapped us over. Still time. Um, Still time. We got two next to each other there. So we're good to go there. Because she also mentioned that in the Champions Corner, there's quiet time after midnight, meaning all generators have to be cut off, and like there's no there's a pretty much a noise ordinance that goes into effect. And I was like, yeah, that that might be a problem. That, that'd uh, be like, a big problem. Like which man, is, we, which is like, man, we, yeah, we like, just we Warren, why is there an alcohol free zone at Talladega? They have yeah, one in Charlotte as well. Why do you have to be quiet? Like you don't go to Talladega to not drink beer to be quiet. That's true. Like man, we. We don't start till midnight, so like this is <laughs> this is going to be an issue for us. Like I can only you, imagine you need to get us. You you really need to get us swapped right now. I can only imagine because I know you guys are going to get there before I do. I can only imagine the look on Charlie's face. I'm sure if Austin and and your father in law Austin right up with us or right up with Charlie, I should say, just a look on Charlie's face when they say. When we crack open the first beer, we're like, hey, Talladega, we finally made it. And it's like this this geeky guy who's bullied in high school comes up with a security vest on and go, hey, there's no alcohol here. And when he got sent home because I'd have hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have driven eight hours across Georgia in probably what's going to be a tropical storm, if not a high category one hurricane coming up this here. It's going to be a depression by then. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. A storm coming no, up I, through. I, Georgia. The way I imagine this going down is <laughs> some like us getting there, me, Austin, and Eddie, 
we get out and we're like, man, this is going to be a great time. We go, and then next thing you know, <laughs> judgmental Karen sticks her head out the RV. Um, because she, and, and her and her little freaking Pomeranian coming out. <laughs> and she's like, sir, sir, you can't. You, you can't do that over here. And I'm like, ma'am, if you don't get your, you and your little foo-foo dog, I'm going to kick it. I'm yeah, he is so all man. talk, man. Look, he would never, then, ever do see, that. I don't think Charlie would. see a bush like kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. I could only. So needless to say, crisis averted here. And I'm yeah. glad everybody's joining us. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Glad you're joining us, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter live. Catching up with us after the live broadcast here, whether you're joining us on your regular podcast platform, make sure to subscribe to all those. Follow us on all social media to stay in touch of, uh, with us and what's going on here because a lot happened this past weekend. But first, we're going to start off with this. As most of you, as the regular listeners of the show know, we, as in Charlie Austin and I, joined a racing league on iRacing called Vigilante Racing League. And we had a our first broadcast last Wednesday night. If you missed it, look up AAA Broadcasting on, on YouTube, and you can find the race there. It's a VRL league at Michigan. Let's just each individually describe how our nights right. went. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go last. Okay. I was going to say, we'll, we'll let you go first because you use the dominant car or truck, to say the least. Okay. Well, when, I, when we started the race... I warned everybody, hey, in fact, last week's episode on our final thoughts, I was saying, hey, guys, you don't know what to expect. It's going to be crazy. It's about tire management, and that's really all iRacing is, is tire management. As long as you can manage the tires and not push it hard, you can have a legitimate shot of winning. I, we, we all started in the back because we relate to qualifying with Discord issues. The race got started. It was a three. It was a 125 lap race, and it should have been a, pretty much a 200 lap race by given the time that we spent on it. I feel it was a long night. It, it started at eight and ended, I think, at eleven. It was a crazy long night of what happened there. A lot of cautions. I think all three of us were involved in one caution here and there uh, when it came down to it. But I, I feel like I had a strong truck. It, it wasn't a points-paying race, but I feel like I had a strong truck. I just took myself out there towards the end, finished a lap down on, I believe, 16th. I mean, I felt like I had a good truck. It's better than where you started. It's better than where I started. Now, I want to hear Austin's. Austin's is better because there, it, it was it was an up-and-down night for Raw Racing, Raw Motorsports. We all started in the back, and then... I was following Matt, or I was a truck behind Matt, and I asked him, I said, are you riding or are you pushing? He said, I'm just riding. So we ride around for two more laps, and I look, Matt's like five trucks in front of me, and I'm like, you know, riding means, you know, stay in the same position. You just gain like five positions. So I get caught up in a wreck. Um, two people spin out in front of me. I hit the wall. I had to come in and fit. Somebody else, a couple laps later, they hit the wall, come down, collect me. And then probably 20 laps later, somebody wrecks in front of me, and I'm checking up, and everybody else wrecks, and I get collected again. Um, so finally, in the last days of 20 to go, I went from 34th and played the caution drive, and I was 14th or 15th. Uh, we had another caution. I was moved up to 10th and with like 10 laps to go, and then we had another caution, which put me 7th, like 5 laps to go. And on the restarts, I could – run the bottom and gain two positions and just kind of ride in line. 
So I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was like, we just, I just went from the back to the front with five to go. And then with two laps left, I was on the outside running sixth, fixing the pass fifth and fourth because they had a checkup bad. And number 68 decided that he was going to drive it in too deep with burnt tires, wore out tires, slid up, took me out, fenced me. Um, ended our night. I didn't have no more fast repairs. It was eight minutes to repair. So I went from running fifth and I finished 25th. So yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. That was dirty. What that guy did to you. Yeah. I wish I can tell you, uh, say online or right now what I said, but Matt wouldn't approve of that. He did send a fruit basket to his family. No, that was the other one. That was the Dave the Mouth guy that was talking all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. So while I hit the wall and like done 4,000 loopy loop, another guy tried to miss it high, hit the wall, hit me. Oh yeah. I saw that. A couple of days later, he hops on discord and tagged me in something like, Hey man, are are you okay? I'm sorry. Um, I I feel like I should send a fruit best fruit basket to your family. I got, I got the apology part, but the smart butt comments after that about the fruit basket just pissed me off. So now I have two trucks I'm going after this week. And I know we talk about here uh, about NASCAR drivers saying they're going to retaliate and never retaliate, but I've, I have made a couple trips to the press box after the race. So, and I, I don't have to spend no money or time fixing these trucks. So that's true. Don't make a thing to me. That's right. That's right. Now, I'm curious to see that was Char- that was Austin's take. That was my take. Both ended up right there at the end. Just didn't really do well. But Char, <laughs> but Charlie from I, the word go. From the word go. Right, so had high hopes. Keyword had. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I had high hopes for this excubi- exhibition race. <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's no way this could go worse than what my regular, like, real life racing. <laughs> well, there's no way the lightning strikes twice, right? No way it could go worse. Well, like, truck, like, truck like Matt, except like, for the time yeah, change. Like, like Matt said, we had some calm issues with Discord and stuff like that to begin with. Completely <laughs> just ruined. I wish we were. Night. I wish we were hey, Twitch streaming. Listen, I didn't even start last. I started on pit road. A freaking ass lap down. Like, like uh, I know, I know we had to start in the rear, but Charlie said I'm gonna start in the rear. Rear. He started on pit road. Yeah, like, I Charlie, said, you know what? I'm gonna make it interesting. I'm gonna start on pit road. Here's what happened. So, so if you don't grid up when it's time to grid up, and it, the time runs out, I'm you start still working from, on. You, you start from the issues. pit. You start from the pit. So, which is aggravating because everything worked just fine the night before, but I get into this race, and all because of this Discord bullcrap. Nothing works. And we get in this race, and I miss hitting the little grid button so I can load up and start with everybody else. So they take the green flag. They come back around to the start finish, and then Charlie Hercus gets to go. Now, what Charlie Slow. isn't telling you is we, we are all three FaceTiming here. No, I, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. okay, because there was a, pre- part, worse. Pri- there was a part right. prior to that. It, it gets worse. All right. So the bottom of my screen is, is jacked up from trying to fit, uh, fix the Discord stuff, so I can't see my actual setup box where I select tires or select quick, re- quick repair or anything like that. 
So every time, well, you know, this is like a four tire race or whatever. Every time I pit, it automatically takes tires. So I burned through all four sets, both my quick repairs, because if you even so much as scrape a wall or touch another truck, it's going to fix it with a quick repair. I burned through that in like the first two stages. Yeah, two two stages or whatever. Stupid. So I'm I'm ill. All right. So on top of that, nice. I felt like I was being ignored. And I was like, all right, to hell with it. I was so freaking mad. I hit my phone and because I felt like these two bozos were freaking ignoring me. So I knocked my phone clean across the living room, which was <laughs> at the time made me feel really, really good. But then it was a bad idea because I was having a holler to actually talk into the phone. <laughs> so, shut up, shut up, shut up. I got to stop you. So from my point of view, I had my phone sitting where I could see my screen and my phone. Well, I cranked my truck, and this is all I see. That's it, that's it, that's all I saw. Just a- and I'm like, we haven't even made it on track yet. What is going on? He's nah, already lost then, his mind. Just and then lost sure his enough, mind. a couple laps later, my buddy Brandon was here watching, um, and I done, I done my head like this, and I'm like, what is he saying? And I heard it. And probably didn't want to know. This must be freaking nice that you freaking to be able to talk and communicate communicate with each other. Charlie was mad at us. I'm like, look, guys, that race, it borderline was. You know what? Screw it. Who who else got an open spot on their team? For, for the rest of this now, season. Now, I was so freaking mad. I, I will say this. I will say this. When you had the Discord issue, it was like, okay, he has an issue. He doesn't have to communicate with us. He's, we still got FaceTime. That's the way I was saying it. And, and then he... But just, I had Discord brought up on my phone, and I couldn't see any... I, I That's all I could see was the two boxes of Discord on my phone. Like, y'all had Discord on your computer. I wound up having it on my phone, so I, I had no FaceTime or nothing. But here's the problem here with that one, Charlie. When you were going through your issues, the race had already started, so Austin and I are, okay, we're focused on the race. It sucks for Charlie, but this is an exhibition race. This is this is just a workout the kinks. Yeah, which is where you went but, completely wrong, too. You obviously don't know me as well as you yeah, think. If you, if you just <laughs> thought this was an exhibition race... For me, then you were you you were dead freaking wrong. And for oh, for those oh, of you here, no, go ahead, no, I was going to say this for those of you who are watching us right now live, whether you're on watching us live, it's only two of you right now, but you get a oh three of you now, three of you now get a special treat here because I happen to have a photo here of Charlie's first race, <laughs> and right here, this is Charlie. <laughs> And if you, and if I, it's lap six. <laughs> this was this was avoiding a wreck, by the way. <laughs> and look, look, there's a wreck. This, this was this okay. was avoiding a okay, wreck. I'm done. Okay, I'm, I'm this done. Was I'm done. A wreck. I'm done. Here. It, it, it was funny because like. <laughs> So I have my I have my headset like this, so I can hear Matt talking in one ear. I hear Charlie <laughs> complaining in the other ear, and Matt's like, "Matt, it's okay. It's just an exhibition race. I don't give a beep, 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 beep. 
Man, you was, yeah. Charlie was hot under the collar. I was living, son. Just me call to Austin. Don't talk about Charlie or to Charlie at all. Just talk to me. And, and by that time, Austin's asking me, what are you doing that I'm not? I said, just just lift 75% and then go. Figure it out. You'll, fi- you'll be fine. And then I'm kind of selfish here. It's like, well, if I give him all my secrets... We're a team. I know. We but, are a team. Yeah. See, see, now you're seeing his true colors, Austin. Oh, oh wow. okay. Okay. So, uh, oh. let us know who, if you're watching right now, <laughs> if you should give up secrets to teammates or you, they have, I mean, you can't teach them everything. You can't hold their hand through everything, I feel. I hold Charlie's hand through everything. I know. I even strap him in sometimes. Just a nut belt. Just a hook. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest part about the race, Charlie's the next to the belt. Charlie started drinking beer. Oh gosh! And then Charlie he's hot on Discord, Discord with his phone. He's talking to us, yep. and Charlie's like, "All right, guys, that's what we're gonna do." Like he just went from <laughs> he cussing went, a storm he went from level to, ten to, to a, one to a Cliff, Dan- to a Cliff Daniels. All right, hey, we suck the first half of the race. We, we're gonna we're gonna get it figured out. I, 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 went from, I went from driver to crew chief mode. Okay, that's, 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 it. that's all it was. And then all of a sudden, he starts watching Star Wars, and he's like, oh, Luke Skywalker's far, uh, fighting at and I'm like, you he better is, call Verizon for backup. He, he is going AT-AT, through the – at not at and but He's going he, through the play-by-play of Empire. It's like, Charlie, I've seen the movie like five million times. I know what happens, man. You don't have to go through it with me. He's like, oh, oh, there's Obi-Wan. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He dead. <laughs> I know, Charlie. Thank you. Go to the Dagobah system. Find Yoda. He'll teach you the ways of the Jedi. I know, Charlie. I'm over here cussing up a storm. And Charlie's like, hey, no, listen, listen. You got, you got eight laps to go. Send it. Just send it. And then I get dumped and took out. And Charlie's like, no, nah, you'll be in the next race. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you didn't see it. I got dunked. And, I got chastained. And you got to understand here, we're on a team radio. So Austin is Charlie talking to Charlie, and I'm just sitting here going, whatever. You know, nobody wants to talk to me because I guess Charlie blackballed me at that oh, point. Oh, well, man, it sucks to feel like that, don't it? You did that to yourself. Wow. You did that wow. to yourself. That was the funniest thing I heard. Must be nice to be able to talk to each other. And all of a sudden, you see his phone go, zoom. <laughs> Where'd it go? I can see like that much of the bottom of his TV. Man, Brandon talked about that Saturday night at Cottonwood. That was so funny, man. Brandon said, yeah, also just like, what, what's he saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't He's know. Like, and, I, and, and me growing up with how my family is, like, I know how to handle situations like that. You don't talk to him. You, talk, you call him the next morning. Just, just Matt, let him, just, Matt's over here, just like, yeah. It's like I just, had, just had, let him talk. Just let him talk. Get it out of his system. I don't get mad. Now, see I'm what's going to happen this weekend at Talladega. If somebody pisses off Charlie, or heaven forbid, one of us pisses off Charlie, is he just going to go moping around three sites no, down? I, no, that's look, that's completely different. Now, when so? it comes, no, because there's a different Charlie like during a race. 
it was an exhibition race on a video game. It had it makes no difference. Oh my gosh! Look, Come on, man. I, I, I will back him up. It was an exhibition race on a video game, but my like my body. This is gonna sound weird. My body went through everything it does on a on a regular race day. I caught the butterflies. I couldn't eat. Only thing I want to do is drink. Like like my body went through a. I'm pretty sure Saturday I had a, a slight case of whiplash from going airborne <laughs> on the grass thing there. I'm just glad I, I had to take a trip to the Enfield uh, Care Center. Yeah, he, my, Austin was under concussion protocol from that head-on impact. Yeah, we might have to call a backup driver for about twelve races. Yeah, Preston's our uh, team backup driver, by the way. So yeah, uh, that's probably just going to be for you because it might have I, to be. I, I can't yeah, make it. Really. I doubt very seriously he's coming to Prattville or Kinston. No, I doubt that. Well, he could. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I see where you're going with that one. Tomorrow starts the official season for the VR, VRL iRacing League. You can catch it all on AAA Broadcasting live and support myself, Austin, and Charlie there. 100 laps at Daytona under the lights. Rambling about racing motorsports. Well, Dale, you're you getting a little personal, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Dale's like, hey, Charlie, yeah. Dale, Dale, Dale heard Daytona and was like, what? <laughs> Hey, hey, that's that's my place. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, that's my track. <laughs> yeah, well, make sure to catch us on there. Love you too, buddy. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I. I got you back. You want to go deck? Eventually, I think uh, Charlie, Austin, and I will be Twitch streaming these races. So if Charlie oh, has another Discord issue, you get to just see yes. him rage. Hey, we'll do it tomorrow. And it listen, it's it's worth it, honestly. Because they okay. were taking I'll have all day to set it up. Okay, let's set it, it up tomorrow. I'll, 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 set, I'll set the camera right here behind me so it's <laughs> facing. I want to see no, I want to see your face when you just fine, I'll set it on top of the TV <laughs> looking right at me. Yeah, that's a that's a view I want to replay when I watch your Twitch channel and just see you just go ballistic. And I'm gonna be in a fire suit tomorrow night, so because I'm bringing the heat. You're such a loot. You get a girlfriend, Charlie. <laughs> Get a girlfriend. I got one. You, I got a boo that lives up there with you. And also said I could have lunch with his wife today, but I had to come back and get Emma. Stay away from Caroline. What y'all don't know is, <laughs> what y'all don't know is his girlfriend's behind him. There's a hole cut out in that Budweiser suit. Ew. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. All right. That was the funniest thing. Oh, Matt Beaver with Raw Motorsports. I was like, oh, man, I got to do this to him. Yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll play it for you right now. I'll play it for you guys right now. So, we, last week's episode, <laughs> and I know we're getting down the rabbit hole here. We got a lot to talk about here. Formula One, Singapore, we got a lot to talk about here. But the the race is broadcasting and has announcers. We're only 26 minutes in. We're good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, Dale Jr.'s, down, Dale Jr.'s download always goes like 45 minutes in until they get to the meat and potatoes of the show, and it's our show. So here we go here. Where Where is it? This is unexpected, so I wasn't ready for this. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you caught me off. Yeah, this is it. Okay. He does have those eyes, don't he, Austin? He's got eyes. Dale's just like staring. So here it is. Here's the infamous Raw Motorsports call from AAA Broadcasting. Yes, he is. Uh, he is in Raw. Mo- oh, well, he's actually coming on down. 
Rawr. Rawr. Oh, man. And they, they were about to interview me, but like, I was pinning. Uh, so. A lot of me wants to stick with that, but when they say it like that, a lot of me is like, we, we, we got to change it. We got to change it. Yeah, we got it. We, we're, we're, like, no, no abbreviation. Like, we just need words. I agree. Okay. Folks, going to take a quick break from this week's episode to tell you about our newest lineup at Bonfire, which can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find our latest lineup, which is the anyone but lineup. Yes, the anyone but lineup. Everyone has that one driver, whether it's Formula One, Indy, or NASCAR that you just want to root against. My personal favorite is the anyone but Chase Elliott shirt. But you also have anyone but Austin Dillon, anyone but Kozlowski, anyone but Lewis Hamilton, anyone but lineup only exclusively at the Bonfire store at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find all the products you're looking for to choose that you want to pull for the driver that you don't want to see win. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find our link to the Bonfire Store where you will find our exclusive lineup of anyone but shirts. And if you can't find your driver on there, well, go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or at inthemarbles at hotmail.com and we will make you up the shirt that you driver of the driver that you don't want to see win. So it's a new lineup. Go check them out at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. Again, I keep saying that, but it's very important that you know where to find it or anyone but line up a new line launching from here at rambling about racing go check it out you look good to it all proceeds go to help out rambling about racing bring you more content in the future head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab again go find it anyone but line up and if you don't see your driver there go ahead and reach out to us and we'll make sure to add them Getting into the meat and potatoes of the show here. You guys ready to talk some racing upcoming this week? And we're going to start off with Formula One here. And the Formula One season, although we have a number of races to go here, let me count you the exact number of races we have left in the 2022 Formula One World Championship season here. We have Singapore, Japan, United States, Grand Prix, Mexico, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. We have six more races to go coming up here. Max Verstappen this weekend... Could, could, could secure the championship, and here's how. Max Verstappen <sighs> wins with the fastest lap. So he gets maximum points. If, yes, Charles Leclerc finishes lower than eighth, eighth or lower, and Sergio Perez finishes fourth or lower, Max Verstappen wins the championship. If Charles Leclerc finishes above eighth, or Sergio, Sergio Perez finishes higher than fourth, then no, Max Verstappen doesn't win this championship. However, if Max Verstappen does not win the race with the fastest lap, Charles Leclerc finishes ninth or lower, and he Sergio wins. Perez finishes fourth or lower without a fastest lap, then Max Verstappen wins the championship. Now, here's the problem with that. Six races to go in the championship, including Singapore this weekend. Should Max Verstappen wrap up the championship with five races to go after Singapore in the Formula 1 championship? What's the point of watching the rest of the Formula One season? There is none. It just it proves would, that it, it F1 just, has a F1 has a big points structure issue. Yeah, because it was the same way a couple of years ago when Lewis Hamilton locked up the championship with three, four races to go. 
and I didn't watch any more Formula One because what's the point? Mm-hmm. You're watching I, I, second, I, third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, I, I completely right. agree. You're the battle I, is for I, second. Just, just the same way as I feel almost like they should adapt NASCAR's first through last point structure as far as they got 24 cars starting. First place gets 24 points. First, last place gets one. You lead the fastest lap, or if you if you finish the race with the fastest lap, fine. You get a you, you know you get however many bonus points. I think it's what one point, whatever. Yeah, one point. Or if, and then if you lead the most laps, you get some points during the race. I don't think NASCAR does that anymore. But F one could adopt that. But I, I I just don't see the point of it. I mean, if Max Verstappen locks up the championship this weekend in Singapore, I'm I just going to feel like. There's no point of watching Formula One, even though I really like Formula One. I do like Formula One. It's right up there with NASCAR with me. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of action. There's always a storyline in every race, I feel. Mm-hmm. But with Max Verstappen winning, it'd be just the same as Lewis Hamilton. I, For years on this show, I've been complaining about Lewis Hamilton winning everything. The championship, the Constructors' Championship, race after race, champion after championship. And now that I... Don't have Lewis Hamilton doing that. Now I'm just going to be complaining about Max Verstappen. And for me, it's a never-ending cycle. Last year's championship was storybook perfect. Perfect championship. Perfect ending to a season. This championship, however, if Max Verstappen does end up winning, which I hope he doesn't, but if he does end up winning this weekend's at Singapore, the championship, I should say, there should be no more point of me watching Formula 1. You guys are going to have to carry that banner for me if you want. No, we'll just cover. We'll just let everybody know who won the race and pretty much go from there. That's about it. Yep. Because there's no point to watching Formula One. In my opinion, there's no point of watching a mo- Formula Motorsports. It'd be almost like with 10 games to go in the baseball season, football season, hockey, you name a sport. You don't want to watch the, we'll say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it, for just for the sake of saying Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they secured the Super Bowl, with 10 games to go in the season, what's the point of watching football? To me, that's just the way it is with Formula One, and it is what it is. So are you saying Formula One needs a playoff system? No, I didn't say that. I, I just, was just kidding. I just said it's just there's no point of watching it if they're going to secure the championship with six, five, five, six races yeah. to go in a season. They, they, need, which, a, they which, need a point structure which kind show, of redo. Which, which shows a consistent season that – Max Verstappen has had up to this point. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been very the rocky start in like the first three or four races. He's been dominant. Yeah, he's just been on a tear, just winning everything that he has been sitting into. But I, I just don't see the point of him of, of watching the race if Max Verstappen secures it. That's just me. Hope to see it. Oh, I don't know what we're going to see. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what we're not going to see. Watching us on. You need to burn some sage in your house. No wonder Tuff don't like it. Hey, <laughs> that's the second time within thirty minutes. Eh? You go right over there now. <laughs> if you I need stay. you, I'll call you. you <laughs> stay, boy. Stay. <laughs> but yeah, that's just me. Let, let us know what you think using hashtag. What you think ITM? I, I don't know. I I just think that's going to be one of those things where I don't feel like watching it. That's just me. Moving on to Texas here, Xfinity and the Cup races from the Texas Motor Speedway this past weekend. Up and down, to say the least, we're going to start off with the Xfinity race where Noah Gregson grabs his fourth consecutive Xfinity race win in a row, tying the record for the most in a row in the Xfinity series. It was an interesting race. I didn't think Noah could do it, but he ended up doing it. We didn't see any puke on his uniform. 
I didn't get to watch that race. It was a it was an interest. It was an okay race. What did you say? Yeah, it, was, it was okay. It was nothing great about it. It, it was, wasn't bad, but it, it, it wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't some. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. It, it was right there in the middle. I feel. Yeah. But Noah Gregson pulls it off again. Definitely one of those drivers who's a should be a favorite in the Xfinity Series Championship. And I, after that win, he came out and said, "I don't want to race any more Cup races. I want to race strictly Xfinity from now till the end of the season until next season focus. where I go Cup racing." Yeah. And, and focus agree, on it. Focus agree. on the rest of his Xfinity Championship. And I think that happens for one or two reasons. One, he does want to focus on the Xfinity Series Championship. He has more to lose in that series right now. He could go into the Cup Series as an Xfinity Series champion, which is something you want to do. And two, with the unpredictability of the Cup cars and people taking hard hits like drivers are complaining about, the possibility of getting hurt like we saw Cody Rare did this weekend at Texas, he's got a lot more to lose in the Xfinity Series than he does the Cup Series. I think that's why we're going to see... Yeah, still... That was definitely a hard hit. Still think that was partly his fault, as I said to Austin, which he never responded. But that tweet that you sent or whatever, you know, I also said that I think he overcorrected at a wrong part of the track. And when it bit, it bit hard and sent him straight to the wall. That's exactly what it looked like to me. But, yeah, I mean, once again, it's, it's nothing you can help. We, we've seen Cody Ware wreck a lot of cars this year. And, this was just another one of those incidents. Unfortunately, it was a lot harder of a hit than what he normally takes. So, than any driver takes. That was a hard hit into I, the wall. Oh yeah, no, I, no doubt. And I haven't heard anything whether he was knocked out. I was switching to the Cup Series here, by the way. Didn't know if he was knocked out or just lost the ability to break the car. Whatever happened in that vehicle, but he came down pit road. Thankfully, nobody was under green flag pit stops or anything like that. Or there were no crew members or officials on pit road, but man, he almost hit the wall separating pit road and the the opening there, which was more scary to me than the head on impact. That could have been disastrous there on pit road. And I'm just glad Cody's okay. He was released from the infield care center. He was treated. His team sent out a message saying he's fine. So hopefully he'll be there at Talladega. But Texas, the, the Cody Ware in the accident was bad. But I don't know about you guys. It was almost like watching Indianapolis 2008. Of course, it wasn't as bad as Indianapolis 2008 because with that race in 2008, it was every 10 to 12 laps that we saw tire issues, whereas this one was every 35 to 37 laps that we saw tire blowouts happen. Big question is, is this a Goodyear issue or is this a team issue? Oh, a lot, a lot of them weren't blowouts. They were uh, separation of the tire. So would it be a Goodyear issue or a team issue? Because the teams could be running at air pressures a bit too low to try to make up for – to make that diffuser work well. Is it – I mean, we, we, We've definitely – yeah. Uh, I definitely feel Goodyear has had – you know, I, I, I've been a big advocate of setup and stuff like that. And we keep hearing tire pressure, tire pressure, tire pressure as far as starting these tires on too low of a tire pressure. The damage is done early, and you just don't see it really. The damage show its face until, you know, 30, 35 laps into a run. At the same time, Goodyear's had plenty of time to fix this issue. You know, we've seen Goodyear fix issues in the past. They've had time to fix this one. 
I don't understand why this is continuing to be a problem. Here's here's my problem. I, I and I I don't know whether this is a Goodyear issue because if Goodyear's coming out saying you need to run these at least at this PSI, I don't know about that. They 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 should if they haven't already. Yeah, but I, but, but it's kind of like, heard that either. But it's kind of like the government. I want NASCAR to be part of the sport controlling it, but I don't want them being over controlling. Because I feel like with the interjection, introduction of this car, the Gen 7 car, I feel like it's painted the team owners and the teams and the crews and everybody into this box. Where, like, Kevin Harvick has brought up many issues with the steering and the safety of these cars. And I'm sure they've gotten together and saying, we could fix it and here's how. But you can't change a thing on these cars. Not one thing can you change on these cars, even if it's in the interest of safety or competitiveness, you can't change a thing on these cars. And I feel like the tires fall into that category. And I don't want NASCAR coming in saying you have to run these minimum air pressures. Because I feel like that takes away from the team's ability yeah, it, to get yeah, absolutely. As, There's as no much. way they could come in there and dictate that, saying, hey, you have to run this or you have to run that as far as tire pressures. Right. That That's ridiculous. So I definitely feel like that is they have to put that on Goodyear to – make these sidewalls and if it's a separation issue it's not the sidewall it's it's, it's well it's partly the sidewall yeah don't get me wrong it's it's, it's where the sidewall actually meets the, the outer, tread yeah the, yeah the tread of the tire or whatnot that's on Goodyear they, they have to do something there if it's going to be if the teams are going right. to run that lower tire pressure so yeah. they're going to have to run a very very I guess stiffer Sidewall, you would. I, I'm not sure right. how that works. I'm not a tire expert. Don't claim to be. You know, I could take stagger, soak tires. I can do that. But but what I don't want to see is Goodyear. I thought that was funny. What I don't want to see is Goodyear reacting to this tire issue that happened in Texas and bringing in a tire such as one that we saw maybe at Martinsville. And I know it's a totally different track where it was so durable that people just stayed out there and there was no passing, there was no racing, it was a boring race. I mean, there's got to be a butter zone, I feel. There's got to be a Goldilocks zone, More, for lack of a better word there. The Goldilocks zone is, is way better of an idea, where the, the fall-off happens and the cars get slower, therefore racier, I feel, maybe, in a way. Kind of like a what happens at Darlington. But then when you put new tires on, you grip and go for maybe 10 laps, and then you start falling off. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want a too soft of a tire because there are two more mile tracks coming up. You have Las Vegas coming up here soon. I think so. And then you have Homestead coming up here. I guarantee you crew chiefs and drivers are dreading that track, those two tracks, because they're gonna, we're going to see more tire issues. We're going to see more tire issues. And, and why not engineer? These, these tires don't run interliners. Why not put an inner liner in the car? I know there's a way you can engineer an inner liner into that tire. That will make it safer and give the driver an opportunity to slow down because I think you can feel the tire going down more easier with an inner liner without an inner liner. It would at least keep the it would at least keep it from maybe destroying the car when it comes apart. Right. Not that we've seen like car these tires tear up cars like in the past. But man, I just feel like it was it was disappointing to see what happened there at Texas with the tire issues going on the whole race? It was kind of just people were t- tweeting, "Is who do you think is going to win? It's like the one whose tires don't blow out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's got to suck leading the race and then having a tire blow out and smack the wall and then you're not. But see, did you guys notice as well? Only one tire incident happened in turn one, and that was Cole Custer. The rest of them happened in three and four. Odds are the leader of the race, Kurt Bush, or sorry, Kyle Bush, Martin Truex Jr. These drivers who know how to Kevin race. Har- I think Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Kevin yeah. Harvick. Not rookies, not guys that are in their second, third year in cup. Veterans of the sport with 15-plus years in sport. Reckon. And they were also complaining about the bump in three and four. And I don't know if you heard that. There's something about a bump in the middle yeah, of the corner or coming out of the about. corner. They were complaining about it, too. If F- SMI and NASCAR were smart, they would tear down Texas or reconfigure it in a way kind of, I'm not saying like Atlanta, but take it back the way it was before. There was nothing wrong with the way old Texas was. The second they introduced that, new track style with two completely different corners is the day Texas died. Even racing the cars there, which should be a lot of fun, is not as exciting as I feel like it could be. Yeah, I hope they don't reconfigure it like Atlanta because you already got two super yeah. speedways. I'm not, I'm not, and, and I'm not, we don't need a third or a fourth one. No, and I'm not saying do that. I don't want them to reconfigure it like Atlanta. In fact, I didn't want them to reconfigure Atlanta like they reconfigured Atlanta. But it's kind of time, I think, and this is their wake-up call. They have a year until they race there again in NASCAR. They're off of the All-Star race. So that went to North Wilkesboro. There's no way they're going to have that debacle happen again there. So I think this is their their chance, Texas's Motor Speedway's chance to fix that track. I think with the um, uprise in North, North Wilkesboro and with – me believing that that's going to bleed over into Rockingham. I hope so, yes. And, and some other tracks like that. A lot of these tracks on the current schedule are going to have to do something. They're going to have to make upgrades. They're going to have to do something to keep the racing competitive and, and keep every keep the excitement there. Or they're going to be cut off the schedule whenever some of these other tracks start coming back. That's just how it's going to have to be. So, yeah. Texas is in a position where they're going to have to make changes. And if they're going to start, they better start now. That's all I'm going to say because they have a year, just about three, a little less than 365 days until NASCAR shows up there again for a race weekend. I hope they can fix it because I do like Texas. I only hope that they can fix it. Tyler Raddick winning, third race in a row, or third race this season, this year. year. First, First on an oval. First on an oval, and the fourth non-playoff driver in the playoffs to win. This is getting crazy. I only hope at Talladega, two things. One, a driver wins that I've never seen win before. And two, it's a non-playoff driver. That's what I hope. And I hope someone's out there because I know I'm not out there doing it. I hope someone out there is keeping up with the points as if it were a, if it were a traditional points playing system because... Somebody is. You'll be able to Google. As a matter of fact, I'll Google it right now. All right, Google it right now, but... Yeah, Tyler Reddick winning, surviving, going with two tires there at the final stop. I thought that was pretty gutsy, but it won him the race. But now we got to get to the big topic here, one that we talked about all in our group chat here, and that is, I feel, Denny Hamlin and William Byron. I know Charlie's opinion on it. I'm curious of what Austin has to say about it because I didn't hear you say much about it. And here's what happened if you don't know. Coming off of turn two, it looked like Denny Hamlin got a little loose, Pushed a little up the track, didn't hit William Byron, but caused William to adjust, and William scraped the wall a little, didn't hurt him. Then the caution came out, and 
William Byron just straight up dumped Denny Hamlin under caution. Going around into turn four after the caution, the pace car has to fill. Denny Hamlin shows his displeasure, gives him a little bump, didn't do anything to hurt him. Hamlin gets sent back to the rear, and NASCAR claimed that they didn't see it, so therefore they didn't do anything about it. Thoughts on that, Austin? Before I forget, the, the, the part that they said they couldn't see it, it's, it's 2022. We have cameras at the yin yang on these cars. I didn't so know. For you, yeah, and I was going to say, and you brought up a good point there. I didn't know until this race that every car had a camera. You sent us yeah. a, a video of Cody Ware's impact, and it was like, well, I didn't yeah. even know he had a camera in the car. So yeah, kept- every car's got at least two cameras on it. You know, one looking at the driver or a helmet cam. Not everybody runs a helmet cam, um, but they all have in-car video. Um, so for them to say, I, I forget what the video said about who we're talking but when the caution comes out, they're focusing on this point of the track to get the safety vehicles there, which I get that. But there's no telling how many cameras are at this track, so you can't tell me that you ha- you couldn't get one camera to watch the 24 and the 11. Um, Especially the 24 car. And, and about 15 minutes after that happened, when NASCAR claimed at the end of the race we didn't see it when it happened, well, they saw well, their social media team saw it because they tweeted it out. I saw yeah, that, it. That's, that's what I have a hard time understanding. If somebody yeah. I didn't get it. But, I the, the way I looked at it is, I don't know if Hamlin drove in too deep or somebody was up under him. Or, or there whatever. was nobody but up under him. He, he, you know, he, he ran Ross out of track. Was it Pocono when he put him in the wall? Well, he didn't put him in the wall, but yeah. ran my room. Well, he, but he didn't touch him there either. I don't feel like he meant to there's, do it. But there's, I, there's a difference in not touching him. And running him out of room, though, and then okay. pushing him out of real estate. But also, and he I was think, he had a he had trouble off a of turn two. He, I don't think Hamlin intentionally meant to do anything. He was clearly off the gas. He was trying to collect his car, and I think it was just a racing incident. But William Byron did. He deserves the penalty he got. He got fined and twenty five points deducted, which dropped him from third to ninth in the standings. He's below the cut line now because of that boneheaded move he made. He, he would have been okay. But right before he hits Hamlin, he throttles up. If he'd have just eased up and bumped him, then he could have played it off. Well, I didn't know the caution was out. He, he could have played dumb. But see, here's but the thing. The caution lights were on. Is what got him. The caution lights were clearly on. How do you not know you're under, not under caution? You, you can play dumb. Well, I was oh, focusing on this. Okay, we can that. go right back to how does how does Carruth not know – how does Carruth or whatever not avoid – not avoid that truck in the next corner. We can play the how do I game all day long. So whose side are you on here? I mean, I mean oh, I'm, you, on, I'm on Byron's side all day. Okay. On this one. So had William Byron, okay, not even William Byron, had Chase Elliott been dumped. Just, just because. Had how, the roles have been reversed, you would have been saying the heck with the guy who spun out Chase Elliott under a caution. I mean, it doesn't matter. Not. It doesn't matter who Chase, it is. No, no, absolutely not. Because if. Elliot was Denny Hamlin in this situation and would have did the same thing. Absolutely justifiable. So all wait, day long. that is not justifiable, Charlie. The punishment doesn't mean to crime. He didn't do, Hamlin didn't do anything wrong. He didn't I mean, do, he yeah, didn't do one yes, thing he wrong. Did, what he did, did lift he and did. get out of gas, he but lift. he lifted he, like he could have lifted. Were you in the car? I don't have to I don't have the telemetry on there. Then how can you say he was loose or anything? I saw the car. Slow motion. Okay, well then he pushed up the track. It doesn't matter. He didn't mean to do that to Byron. If Byron was a bit more mature 
and not a little crybaby. Well, it's amazing it. how Denny Hamlin has all these enemies, but yet he's never at fault for anything. I haven't seen him do one thing wrong this season. Wow, you are blind as a damn bat then. No, I'm calling balls and strikes, man. And I don't see Hamlin doing anything wrong this season. Well, you're the worst umpire ever. No, will y'all say, y'all but, say but a the, quick prayer for but, me because I got to sleep with these two at Talladega. You know, first of all, we're going to be in separate tents at Talladega. There's no sleeping with every, anybody well, at Talladega. We're, we're talking all about I know is I'm big We're spoon, talking so about a different on bats. I'm, I'm so big wait spoon, a minute. so jokes on y'all. So the fact that it was Denny Hamlin, you're going to automatically say, oh, yeah, he had that coming. And you know what? Just for that. I did not say just because it's Denny Hamlin. You didn't have he to. He had it coming. You didn't have I to. I said because of what he did. He didn't he do anything coming. wrong. He didn't. Denny Hamlin didn't yes, do anything. Did. No, he didn't. Not coming. Not to justify getting spun under under caution. Not at I all. I don't think. I don't think William meant to spin. He did too. Think, you even no, said I he. I think he meant. To, I meant. I, I, I think he meant to bump him in the back to show his displeasure. But the throttle up that he gave the car gave it too much oomph, and when he hit him. You know, it just sent him for a ride. Was that justifiable? No. I mean, like I said, there's you could have rolled up beside him, clutched it, put it neutral, and gone the gas two or three times, and, and you could have shown your displeasure. You don't have to hit him. So are we going to say what Denny Hamlet did earlier in the year as far as slowing up everybody on the back straightaway was justifiable? When was that? When uh, uh, him and uh, Ross got into it first. First time. Trying to keep him from making uh, lap speed. Oh, yeah. DVP. Man, we so that, that was justifiable. I'm going to just buy Denny Hamlin gear at Talladega just to piss you off. I don't care. Buy whatever you want to. It's your money that you're wasting, not mine. <laughs> Future champ right there. Okay. No, Watch your mouth. Yeah. 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 Maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, he'll choke bigger than Charlie and I race trying to get on the grid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Absolutely. But, I mean, okay. Well, th- I think this brings up this question here that I have here. And I saw this on Twitter, so I'm stealing this. And I think it was from Kevin Harvick. You know how in Formula One, if something happens on track, it says this car and this car, under it, it's under investigation for co- doing this or whatever it is. So let's say, for instance, that did happen. 24 and 11 under investigation for spinning each other out on under caution or, or contact under caution. Should NASCAR implement something like that? So... It isn't right there, a ball and strike thing, but we can look at it kind of objectively because if it was a panel of three, like right here, there's clearly two who agree, who disagree. Myself and Charlie clearly disagree who's at fault here. But Austin could be that guy going, I, I agree with this guy's at fault. And then a penalty is handed down right there, whether it's a time penalty, a caution penalty, or drive through penalty, whatever it may be. Should there be something implemented in NASCAR where they say, Hey, we saw an incident. We're not going to say anything right now. We're going to investigate it and then come up with our decision, whether it's a drive-through penalty, penalty, stop and go, whatever the case may be. Should there be something like that implemented in NASCAR? What, like, yes, at yes, that very yes, moment? I know. You know, not at that very moment, but like say if you and Austin got into, like if you spun out Austin under caution and we missed it, but the crew chief and the teams and we saw the replay and we were like, whoa, we're going to go ahead and investigate that. NASCAR, we're going to investigate that. Because I've spun people out of their culture. But then you know what I mean. And then and then we say It was justifiable. The driver of the eighty three the driver of the eighty three has a do a pass through penalty. I just parked it. Okay, but but you know what I mean. 
they don't have to make up the decision there, but they could take three or four laps or however long they want to say this is the decision they make instead of two to three days after the race is over saying, okay, I mean, he Byron was handed a penalty, but I feel like it would have been more impactful there at the track by 25 points. He probably would have lost the same amount of points had he gone through. Just something right there that happens at the race that doesn't carry over to the week. Yeah, I, I feel like if it's going to happen, it should be implemented in the race, not after. In, in those situations. Yeah, because like I said, we, we have all these cameras and technology. In the There's no way they nowadays. couldn't have reviewed like, it like that. We, we killed, then, how many last we killed during a caution? Like three to four anyways, or five maybe? Well, yeah. there, there were like 20 cautions, like 19 cautions this past race. It was like an iRacing event there at Texas. I mean, yeah, even even after that one, there were still, what, two, three cautions two, three after cautions. that one? So, I so mean, there's I, no way they couldn't have did something. And I feel like it just could have been handled right there. It could have been addressed instead of just saying, we didn't see it. I feel like an organization to the stature that NASCAR tries to hold themselves up to, for them to say, we didn't see this incident happen or we weren't aware of this incident until after the race is complete BS. You you can't sit there and tell le- the whole industry and the whole league of fans and the drivers and the owners because I feel like you've opened Pandora's box if you don't drop the hammer right there. If you don't squash that bug right there, who's to say next weekend, let's say the oh, 34 or McDowell and Logano going in, gone into it. Logano wrecks McDowell under caution. Well, how can they penalize Logano and not penalize Byron at the moment? I just feel like it's a snowball effect. Oh, if they didn't drop the hammer, there's going to be no repercussions. I feel like they're setting a dangerous precedence for NASCAR. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I just don't see how you missed it because I don't like I don't know the exact number of officials or NASCAR employees that work there, but there's got to be somebody with a computer screen in front of them that can click two buttons and pull up the 24 cars in camera or 11 cars in camera, and while they're riding around, you know, figuring stuff out, they can't say, okay, this one goes here, this one doesn't pass through, this one does that, and have it settled within four laps versus kill two days. Right. I mean, let's go back and look at Watkins Glen with the five car. Whenever the throttle got stuck or there was no brakes or whatever. Oh, you mean Indy? They sit, yeah, Indy. Indy, Indy. And they could sit here and view telemetry and stuff like that. They did that before the end of the race. There's no way they can't go back and just view all that. Well, you know, he throttled, he throttled up or Danny Hamlin didn't let off the throttle. Right. He stayed in it and ran him into the wall. You know, whatever. Well, I There's feel- no way he can just... They can look at this, and from the, with the technology that's there nowadays, they can look at it from every angle and every aspect possible to make a call like that, just like uh, the FI or with FIA or whatever can nowadays. So it, it either needs to be a one man panel or a three man panel, and they need to make a decision like that. And because I feel like this sets a bad precedence for NASCAR right now, because now. They know we can wreck someone on pit road or not pit road, but under caution on the racetrack. Yeah, I feel like uh, we'll we'll go into the pit road in a minute, but that should have been like twice as bad penalty. Yeah, 
with Ty but, Gibbs. But, but for NASCAR to say, well, I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're big, big right. here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like the rest of the world has seen it a thousand times already Yeah. before you ever made that statement. 30 people's done tweeted about it. I think I, blowing up. I think and I, you're telling me yeah. that you didn't see it? I think I retweeted it 24 hours before they said we didn't see it. If, if the whole world saw it, you can't just say we didn't see it. Yeah. Just come out and wow. say we messed up. Yeah. I'd rather like, NASCAR. I get if it's your local short track with four cameras on each corner and that's it. But NASCAR's got cameras everywhere. Everywhere. And a lot of employees. They do. And so I've there's s- no reason you should have missed it. You should have been, okay, hey, we had the 11 spinning through the infield under caution. Team A, B, and C figure out what happened. And it's as simple as going, whoa, if he spun here, let's rewind, rewind. Oh, the 24 just straight up hit him under caution. What exactly. was that for? I mean, don't come over and say, well, I don't know what happened. We missed it. Oh, we missed it. Because right. We were more worried about the tires than anything. Give me a break. So I think NASCAR messed up there, but they and I think they messed up here as well, and Charlie brought it up here. Ty Gibbs, Ty Dillon, pit road. Ty Gibbs showing his frustration towards Ty Dillon. They are hitting him on pit road. That is Ty Gibbs hitting yeah, Ty uh, Dillon. So I, I, and, don't, and man, I don't agree with that at all. Getting back outside of pit road, but they were dangerously close to yeah another car's pit crew changing right side tires. Mm-hmm. Could have easily injured somebody. And I'm going to go back to, I think I sent it to y'all earlier. What was it? What Larry, Larry McReynolds said? Yeah, Larry McReynolds hit the spot. I hit the nail on the head right here. Yeah, stop saying... Pretty much stop saying, you know, well, they're only 19. Well, if they're only not, if they're just 19, then send them back to late models or, or send them back to whatever series. You know, if they're in the cup series, it's time they start acting like they're in the cup series. I, I've been a, you know, I've been against Larry still being a commentator uh, for, for a little while now. I just think it's time for us, let's bring in some fresh, you know, fresh blood for the most part. But boy, he he hit the nail right on the head with that statement because I've I've been saying I said that last week about them saying, well, you know, they're only he's only nineteen, yada yada. Stop saying he's nineteen. If y- if y'all were confident enough for him to run an Xfinity car, talking about Sam Mayer, then don't be mad when he goes out there and starts junking up a bunch of equipment. Well, he's only nineteen. Well, obviously y'all felt good enough about him getting out there. Uh, don't be mad when he starts. Wrapping a couple of chassis around some other cars, then you got Ty Dillon. Well, y'all obviously felt good enough about him going up there and running the Cup Series, and then he goes off and does some stupid stuff like that. But just like Larry McReynolds said, enough's enough. Either send him back down or set him straight. What gets me about Ty Dillon is after everything he does, every time he does something wrong, it's followed by an apology. You mean Ty Gibbs? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Ty Gibbs, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, every time yeah. he does something wrong, it's followed by an apology. And I have the apology right here in which Ty, get, Ty Gibbs he, says, quote, he goes and does something else stupid yeah, like well, the next week or a couple weeks later. Ty Gibbs said this, quote, I want to apologize for what happened Sunday on Pitt Road during the After race. After he got fined. I have it, a... I have to have a better understanding of the situation in my surroundings. I'm thankful no one was injured, and I will learn from it. Yeah, he he only he only made that apology because he got fined. Yeah, what what other surroundings do you need to know? You're on pit road. Yeah, you got yep. hit because another car was leaving his pit box. It happens all, all the time. The time. All the time. You retaliated. What 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 was it say if you hit that car? He lost control and then hit an, uh, the right rear uh, changer 
on the car because it was dangerous close. Oh, yeah. Broke a leg. Like, what? Whatever. Killed him. Killed him. Well, what what ruined ruined like, that guy's career. Life, yeah. Like, yeah. like how, how are you going to learn from this when you just mess up this guy's rest of his life? Like, what learning is there from that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but a, a, a little dollars $50,000 fine – no offense, but little grandpappy's going to write his little golden grandson a check he done, he to done cover that. Shit. Yeah, so he's going to Venmo to the NASCAR. No, absolutely not. Like he needs to be parked. I, I'm sorry. I, the only the only way you're going to start getting your money is not an issue. Like stop finding these people. Stop finding people money. Money's not an issue to to these bigger teams. Yeah, finding these lower budget teams. Yeah, that's going to hit them where it really matters because money is everything to these lower budget teams. You know, like people like Brendan Gaughan or even Cody Ware and all them. But your big teams like Hendrick and Gibbs and RCR, stop, stop finding them. $25,000, whatever, man. Come on. Give me a break. Stop finding them. You start parking these little punks for a race and them losing a whole point, all the points they could have gained for one race, guarantee you start getting the point across. Well, then, if that case, then should William Byron be parked for a race? Sure, but Denny yep. Hamlin should too for the crap he pulled earlier this year. That's not we're talking. Not talking about that. We're talking about what. Oh, Byron you did. only want to talk about stuff from this past weekend. You don't yeah. want to talk about stuff that's happened earlier. Can't do anything about that. We can only do stuff about now. But and if we're going to set weekends in the past, everything's in the past. Well, then, if we're going to set that president. To park people, like, okay, look what happened with Kenseth and Logano in Martinsville. Kenseth got parked that next race. Boy, was it good watching him go through oh, one God, and two. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> boy, you saw that. You saw that one coming. Yeah, you did. A, a freaking three laps away, you saw that one built up. But I mean, but I, I, mean I just, I, I mean, NASCAR, you, you can't, you can't get mad for a car hitting you, leaving his pit stop. It happens all the yeah, time. I, it I happens guess. on iRace when we run a race. Why yeah, are they on pit road with other people? Doing their job when you can put their lives in danger. I get it if it's a one-time thing, but when it starts being repetitive, maybe that's where they need to be. You know what? Like, hey, you're you're done. You're, you're gonna you're gonna sit a race, and, and you're gonna gather your thoughts. Like, hey, one-time thing, whatever, fine, done. Or drop the hammer right away the first time it happens, and that shows not only the driver affected, but everybody else. Hey, we're not playing games anymore. Like, like the. Uh, Loose wheel penalty. Yeah, like the they loose wheel. There, there was no wiggle in there. Play. You lose a wheel, boom. Well, they, yep. they reneged on that real quick, too. Well, no, so. they did it only on pit road. They re-read it kind of on pit road. If you catch it on pit road, you can redeem yourself. But if it happened, we haven't hardly, I mean, since I think Coda, I, I don't recall seeing a loose wheel on the racetrack. So. Not on the racetrack, on pit road. Or Sonoma, but, was it? No, it's Sonoma and Kyle Larson, I believe. NASCAR wasn't playing around with that. I think I don't think NASCAR should play around with incidents on pit road, incidents on the racetrack, using cars as a weapon. Absolutely zero tolerance there. Yeah, the driver- plus they did, they did it sissy. Like if you're gonna do it, go carburetor deep. Like well, in his night. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you they- park that hood up underneath his seat. Needless to say, yeah. watch the Daytona race tomorrow night in the six truck. And the shot has been called here. I will clear the path. For y'all to go to the front. Look, you think I'm playing? Oh, I don't. Uh, the 68 and 29 got oh, hey, on short track. Hey, hey, remember me? <laughs> 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 once, I, once I figured out that I didn't have to dump no more money into fixing my truck and I had to spend two or three days rebuilding the shop. 
Well, anything else regarding the races from this past weekend? A lot have happened. I mean, even Chase Elliott. Interview me tomorrow. Even Chase Elliott had issues there. Okay. Well, anything else in regards to Texas here? No, I'm good. Moving on. Finally, this weekend, gentlemen, like I said at the top of the show, Talladega. Talladega Super Speedway this week, and we're going to start off in the Truck Series. Saturday, October 1st, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. The Xfinity Series race is going to be Saturday, October 1st, right after that race at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. And the Cup Series race, Saturday, October 2nd, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. And we all well have the Singapore race coming up, the Singapore Grand Prix coming here for Formula 1. Saturday or Sunday, October 2nd at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. Gentlemen, winners, race picks, I should say, for the Xfinity Truck Cup and Formula One race. We're going to start off with Austin. Formula One versus Stafford. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Oh, I didn't see that one coming here. I bet, uh, I, can, I, bet I can almost guess his Xfinity series pick, you, too. You want, you want to pick somebody else now? No, no, go ahead. Pick I, 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 because if uh, Stafford truck wins. Race. Okay, truck race. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you can pick anybody from first to 30th. It's true. Matt Benedetta will give him a shot. Xfinity, Howie D. Savino gets there it done. There we go. Okay. Howie does if he wins Howie gets it done. If, and he, if wins, he wins and he doesn't he invite does us it. and he doesn't invite us to pit our victory lane, I'm gonna be upset. He's not making it out of Talladega without a couple of bruises. Or his truck and hauler ain't gonna make it out with some flat tires. Look at that. Fender we ain't got a fix. I'm gonna kick it in. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to spoil it. The good news about Howie, I thought about this today and I called Charlie and told him if Howie gets in a fight and we somehow are down in the pits, we have. We're going to have me. four. Listen, we have me, Matt, Charlie, and Eddie. Those four people were at the fight at Kissing Alabama. <laughs> so we got four of the eight here. So we got half the team here. So Howie ain't got to worry about nothing. No, Howie, Howie pretty much has his home secret service detail. Yeah, I'm going to see. I'll, I'll text him that and let him know that, hey, look, that. We got professional fighters. Uh, <laughs> Matt has his flip flop. That's right, right here. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. We got the Jesus Sandal 1000 ready to All fight. Right. And, <laughs> and the Cup Series, uh, Austin. Cup race. I'm non-playoff driver that hasn't won a race. Harrison Burton. Ooh, is that your pick, Charlie? That'd be cool. Todd Gillen, since he said Harrison Burton. He has run well. Okay, so they're your guys' pick. I don't know who I'm going to pick here for. And I want to pick someone different, like someone I haven't seen. I'm going to say Kozlowski. Okay. Time out. Well, Time I mean, out. They've, been, they've been running good. They have been running Time good. Out. Time out. On live air, I just got a text message that says, Howard, damn right you'll fight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Howie knows what's up. He's seen our show before. <laughs> oh, man. That's right from the I'm NASCAR glad, driver's I'm mouth. I'm glad I made friends with them big old rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So gonna be, they'd be at least six hundred pounds, seven hundred pounds worth of people walk through that. Eh? That's right. Okay. So mm. hammered, drunk too. Like we ain't gonna feel nothing. But like, no. I think. Okay. So Kozlowski gets it done for the Cup Series, Xfinity Series. I'm gonna go with Josh Berry, Truck Series, Crafton. And I want to see the uh, the Formula One season go on longer. I'm going to pick Charles Leclerc. He's going to keep it interesting, hopefully. Charlie, your picks for Xfinity and truck. You didn't pick truck. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you pick Xfinity, okay. Xfinity truck, and uh, Formula One. Uh, F1. I'll go with Russell. Trucks and finger. 
He goes to the Final Four this weekend. And Xfinity, I'm going to say Allgaier. That's a good pick. Justin Allgaier. I'd like to see him win. I haven't seen him win a race. I, I really want to say Gregson gets five in a row, but Talladega is just so unpredictable, Here's man. The- you know, he had a shot at Daytona earlier this year, but he got caught up last minute. So I just don't like his luck at restrictor plates here lately. So I'm going to go with Allgaier. I have two Noah Gregson cars on my mantle. I don't want a third. Because yeah. I have, let's see here, Denny Hamlin, one, two, three, four Hamlin cars on there, two Kenseth cars, two Almondinger cars. I want different cars up there. Only thing yeah. I had on my wall the dang book, my father-in-law shot back in the 07. Let's see that. Okay, and okay, so that's it. We're going to go ahead and get into our final thoughts, unless you guys have no, anything else. I didn't else. pick my cup race. Your cup series race. I thought you did. I thought it was Harrison Vernon. No. Okay, that was a joke. Okay, I was just like a, a decent pick that I thought Austin Mount would go with. Dale, who you got for the cup race? Maybe bad pick. Uh, man, Dale's going with uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. If he doesn't ride. I was about to say, oh, oh Rick House. <laughs> but he has a victory. He has a win there. So he knows how to get he, it done. He's strong at plate races. He just always gets caught up in wrecks. Yep. Usually he causes the wrecks. So we'll have to wait and see. Daytona, so. We'll have to wait and see. Gentlemen, anything else before we head into our final thoughts here? Nope. We're good. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag. White flag, white flag. White flag, one lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling About Race and Messed Up There. That's fine. I hit, hey, I Austin, wrong... tell Hadley I'll bring my helmet and stuff just in case. Like, no, don't do that. Under the weather. Don't do that. We don't want to, we want to I'll support. Buy my, I'll buy my license on the spot. Ooh, man, I really want to know where we could buy an I Alpine race. Fast. I want to, well, I get it, Charlie. You're a little tipsy right now. I want to know where to buy a Howie Desvino hat. Where do we get I one? I texted him. When he ran New Hampshire, I texted him, hey, you got any new apparel out? We don't have any. So if I don't show up with a freaking Alpha Pine racing t-shirt, Alpha Pine. Yeah, no kidding. Pine, like, he better have a trailer parked out front. Like, I mean, if I got to jump over the fence and walk down front stretch and go get it myself, I'll do it. I'll tackle the person guarding the gate and y'all go. Just bring me back a hat and a shirt. You got it, buddy. Howie said you can't fit in his seat. Ben. Oh, oh gosh, Charlie. I don't think you can. Howie's probably watching us right now going, no, these guys don't know what they're talking about. All right, final thoughts here on this episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, if you're going to be in the Talladega 
at the Talladega at the Talladega weekend this weekend. Let it go, Charlie. You're not racing in the Xfinity Series this weekend. You're not. You're not doing it. If you're going to be in the Talladega race this weekend, let us know on social media, and we will definitely have a beer together. (laughs) Talk racing. It'll be fun. But Charlie, do you want to do fantasy standings, or you want me to do this week in NASCAR first? Go ahead. I ain't got them brought up yet. All right, this week in NASCAR, September 29th, nineteen eighty-five, Harry Gant dominates the field to win the Holly Farms 400 at North Wilkesboro Speedway as Daryl Waltrip takes the points lead. Bill Elliott finishes outside the top 10 for the fourth consecutive race. I guess Bill Elliott was very consistent in 1985, and that happened September 29th at North Wilkesboro, 1985. And Charlie, points following this weekend's race at the Texas Motor Speedway, fantasy. All right. Starting with seventh place is Matt, 4,665. Consistency. Sixth place is S. Blades with 5,116 points. Fifth place is SMR Operations with 5,139. Sorry, Howie texted me. He said, 5'9", 145 pounds. You ain't fitting. <laughs> yeah, you ain't fitting, but <laughs> I got the 5'9 part. Why don't take that thing you cut the turkey with Thanksgiving and shave a couple pounds? I'll bring a quarter power. <laughs> <laughs> we'll push the sides out just a little. I got the five nine part, but uh, it's more like two twenty. <laughs> anyway, uh, going into uh, fourth place, SMR R and D, uh, five thousand one hundred eighty. I don't know if I can finish it. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> Don't make seats for fat kids no more. Yeah, they do. Mike Harmon dresses this weekend. Yeah, Mike Harmon looked pretty big in that. Okay, so that was an expensive fire suit. Anyway. uh, Oh, so Howie was watching us. Yeah, uh, third third place. (laughs) Matt Camper, 5,181. Second place, Super Sumo, 32. 5,253. I'm still first. Five thousand four hundred ninety-two, and that's your up-to-date rambling about racing NASCAR fantasy standings. How he's listening? He, he's going to call the team directly. He's like, "Hey, this is uh, Charlie Harris signing out for tonight." <laughs> he's having us say, "Hey, can I get a fit pass for this guy?" Name Charlie Harris. Then you go. We're going to shut down there. Charlie Harris, front stretch, please. Charlie Harris, the front stretch, please. I won't even be racing. Uh, we need Charlie Harris to the NASCAR holler, please. <laughs> but I ain't even race because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Charlie's gonna oh go to Dale. <laughs> Charlie's gonna get to pit road and be like, "Are you drunk?" And be like, "No, I have oh. I haven't stopped drinking." My God, I ain't even raced. And I gotta go to the holler. <laughs> Worse than South Alabama. <laughs> I thought you said never to mention South Alabama on this podcast. I didn't say the actual track. I just said South Alabama in general. Oh, I missed that Alabama too. That's me. That's my bad. Anyway, guys, that was our show. Thank you for staying up with us and and joining us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube Live or your regular podcast platform. Again, if you're in Talladega, let us know. That's very imperative that you let us know if you're going to be in Talladega. If, and if so, we're just going to make new. If not, we're going to just make new friends, and they're going to be lifelong fans of the show. I feel. All right, yeah, no doubt. We're going to have a freaking. We're going to have a ball. It's going to be a good time. We're, if we're going to have a blast. It's going to be right, great. When, you when, don't want to miss that, rambling about racing there. When I come tell y'all, hey, I got a spot on Howie's picker team. Like, y'all need Like, come on. Let's go. No, I, I have worked with a couple of teams doing the picker stuff. So, hopefully, I'm just a sign guy holding down the sign. Um, 
So, like, if we need a rear carrier. And then the tire comes off. <laughs> absolutely. Because it was not, mounting not the wrong. Not the changer, the carrier. The changer is the one that actually tightens and loosens the lug nuts. I don't, whatever, dude. I'll be a little dude goes and it goes on the front grill. All right, you did go. Tear off. Austin just wants to pull the tear off and wipe the grill, <laughs> right. which, is, which is more of the front carrier's job. So, like, you're. How, you're how's, right. how's that water bottle? Need some more H2O? You good? You good? Okay. Okay. Well, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here this week? No, I'm no, Thursday morning. I'm, Thursday morning. I'm probably just going to go cry myself to sleep now. All right. As you should, Charlie. Yeah. Well, with that being I, said, we're. Oh, I just could straight up you and Charlie. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. This week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch Live. Really do appreciate it. We really do enjoy all the support or your regular podcast platform. Been a fun show, guys. Holiday is going to be more fun. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutraising.com to link to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing and to see what's going on in our lives as well. Thanks to our partners here at the show. Stand up to the Cancer and Fanatics for all they do, not, not only for rambling about racing, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. For Charlie, for Charlie Herc, it's Chuck 8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6. I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 all falls on Twitter. Stay safe and have a good rest of the week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.